Good morning and welcome to Friday morning, July the 14th in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we come to the end of year A, proper week 10, which is the seventh Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Friday of the week, I'd like to take a look at the gospel passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary in this week of the church's calendar year. So we find ourselves back in the gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9 then jumping ahead to verses 18 through 23. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9, and then verses 18 through 23. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he, as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places, where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they were withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, and thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Listen then what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no roots, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word making it unfruitful but the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it this is the one who produces a crop yielding a hundred sixty or thirty times what was sown this is the word of god for us The parable ministry of Jesus has perplexed scholars for a long, long time. And I think as early Bible readers, we read the stories and we're amazed by them. Uh, we get some of our first ideas about the kingdom and about the Christian life um, when we read the parables. But it's just interesting to note that in Matthew and Mark in particular, there's plenty of parables that Jesus shares. There's a stunning amount in the Gospel of Matthew. And um, what we see is that the purpose of the parables really does get teased out in this story. Unfortunately, the lectionary doesn't cover these verses directly. But in between our two passages, uh, the disciples begin to inquire what this parable means. And Jesus says that um, these parables are dark sayings. And on the surface, it may seem like they're meant to bring clarity. They're actually meant to bring confusion and bewilderment. Now, is Jesus wanting to uh, frustrate people to where they don't know anything? It didn't seem to be the case. Most scholars would concede that um, parables were powerful because they were like a, an explosive story with a long fuse. And so people would come to a teaching gathering, Jesus would share these stories, and then he would like light a fuse in their imagination, almost frustration, which 
We now know through neuroscience, it recruits so many parts of our brains that uh, it probably brings out the best inquiry when we're in a place of frustration or bewilderment, right? We keep mulling over something, ruminating until we can finally come to a conclusion about a matter, right? So Jesus is not trying to have less and less people resonate with his teaching, but he's uh, doing something where he wants the teaching to go deep as deep as possible. So as people are walking home and as they were discussing it with one another, that's when something would take a hold of them and they would remember these stories. They would remember how they felt and they remember the conversation that they had with their friends as they did it. Um, the kingdom was something that Jesus never directly defined. Um, it seemed like it, it was something that he wanted people to unearth on their own. Like the, through the toil of unearthing uh, the mysteries of the kingdom, then people would want to embrace them and live um, the, the ramifications of the kingdom to their depths, right? And so Jesus tells this parable, and what's kind of unusual about this parable is that in his interpretation, which is the second half of our reading this morning, Jesus actually says it's more of an allegory. So parables tended to be uh, dark sayings, things that would upend conventional wisdom or expectation. And then they usually it's like one prevailing thought, right? And people would, they would uh, toss and turn over it in their minds and uh, they would come to that one thought for them, right? And they would apply it to their life. Um, but it seems like here, like it's kind of weird and scholars are, you know, they chatter about this a lot in the commentaries and stuff in the, in the material. See, it's kind of strange for Jesus to give like an item, you know, you know, per image or per item in the story, like some sort of teaching, like this soil means this, and this is why this happens. Like it's just unusual. But if we zoom out, uh, Jesus is giving just a kind of a grave reality of what it means to uh, bump into his message. Like there's just going to be people who stumble over it. Now we notice that the soils all try to do something with the seed. Um, there's some that um, just you know they don't do anything with it. They uh, they maybe insist that it's going to get buried and protected on its own, and the birds of prey come and take it away. Right? Um, there's one soil where it's like you know kind of narrow, like or a, sh- a shallow depth, and so because they don't take it deep enough, um, you know it doesn't it doesn't grow to its full potential. Right? Or they just simply place the kingdom's priorities in the wrong place uh, to where now it can't have a proper way of uh, growing to its full fruit, right? But then there's some that it falls on the good soil, like it lands in the right place. And not only is it like one for one, one seed and one crop, and now it's like 30, 60, and 100 times multiplied. So Jesus, like, he tends to not bring a, a you know bell curve teaching, but a well curve. Like things are either going to be drastically good or gravely disappointing, right? And don't we find that whenever... Uh, the teaching of Jesus goes out there. Like we find people who they simply embrace it to its depth, right? And then we have people who like they, they hear more and more and more. And it's, it seems like the more teaching, uh, the more books they read and stuff, they just don't want to place it in the proper place in their life. And so it's like the shallow soil or it's the seed that's exposed or it's the seed that's sown among the thorns. Like it just doesn't really bring the full potential because it wasn't placed with care. And so what do we learn from this? We learned that there's great potential. We, you know, all of us, we need to um, find a way to place this good word into the, the good part of the, the good soil of our lives, our best intention, our best hours, our best enthusiasm and curiosity, uh, build our communities around the outworking of this kingdom so that we can see that fruit multiply 30, 60, and 100 times. And this doesn't just happen among those who've been around the faith a long time, but it can also happen around those who've been in the faith just a short amount of time. Uh, one of my favorite stories that Eugene Peterson tells in his book on the parables of Jesus 
he's, his book's called uh, Tell It Slant. And so he's talking about how parable ministry worked. He talked about this uh, woman who came to his church in Maryland, and she was new to the faith. Um, she was a hippie, I guess, and that was like her previous experience. And uh, first, you know, she kind of came in after the music, and she would slide in and out, so no, no one would like speak to her. And then she lingered longer. She would sit in the back, and then finally, Eugene Peterson caught her out the door. And as she was leaving, she was just so amazed. She's like, "How lucky are we that we have these teachings of Jesus? Like, how lucky!" Like she just kept on repeating, "How lucky!" Wow. And she was just amazed by it all. And uh, Eugene Peterson, <laughs> lifelong Presbyterian. He said, uh, I think that was the first time that I ever ever heard anyone say that they're lucky to be in church. Um, now, of course, people probably felt that way, but he it just kind of struck him how like the newest person in the room was the most amazed and they were the most childlike and um, they, they were the most, I don't know, people, someone who's given over to the most wonder about the story. And that's what good soul is like. There's like an eagerness. Um, there's an intention there's an assertiveness in the faith. And so uh, those are the things that we should aspire to. So with those things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we rejoice because we've been placed in the kingdom. And we thank you that in a way we're never going to exhaust the idea of the kingdom. Uh, of course, we'd like to know more. Of course, we'd like to be more faithful. We thank you, God, that the kingdom is not our kingdom. It's your kingdom. Therefore, it's always going to be bigger than us. And so we thank you that you've invited us into this great mystery and this great adventure of the kingdom. And so we uh, understand your stories that lead us on quests and don't answer all of our questions. And so as uh, we go on our next step of our journey, uh, we just simply pray that you give us a kingdom heart and a kingdom mind and kingdom hands. We pray that we give ourselves the kingdom work today. Uh, we pray that we will give ourselves to a great enthusiasm, that we would desire the kingdom. And because of that, we might be found those among the fertile soil where our life can then be multiplied 30, 60, 100 times, way outsized our natural potential because of the, the great power and the work that is within us. And so God, this day, we hand our lives over to you and we pray that you'd fill us our lives with yourself. And we pray that you give us opportunities today and through this weekend to be people of the kingdom. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.